Okay. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for tuning in today. If you need help keeping track, today is Wednesday, April the 28th. And with us today, always a pleasure to have Congressman Greg Pence with us. How are you today, sir? Great, Jody. Good talking to you, as always. Absolutely. And with us today, actually joining for the conversation, is our newest WRBI News Director, Tom Snape. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Jody, and uh, good morning, Congressman. Good morning, Tom. Welcome aboard. Well, thank you. And uh, to get things started here, I um, understand that uh, you had the uh, letter of support uh, in- for uh, increased funding uh, for the distance learning and uh, telemedicine grant program. Uh, that's coming up um and uh, can you tell us a little bit of the background behind that? Yeah, thanks, Tom. You know, Jody and I have talked about this a lot from the very beginning of two, over two years ago when it came to rural broadband. I tried to really push that forward. We know where we all live here in the Indiana 6th District, where you can and can't get good connectivity, whether it's your iPhone or your, your, your pad or your computer at home. And I've wanted to explain and that both in mapping as well as some funding. Well, with the with the recent COVID 1.9 trillion dollar bill, there's a there's a lot of dollars that have been set aside. Now we can talk about whether you agree with this or or don't, but a lot has been set aside to support telehealth. Rural broadband is something that was 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 a hard thing to push, but everybody we knew we needed it. But during COVID, with some of the exemptions and allowables, more and more hospitals and physicians use telehealth and more and more patients experience telehealth, and it worked great. So I'm pushing that these dollars that have been allocated to telehealth be focused into the rural areas where we don't have good broadband versus a lot of it is actually being initiated in and sent into urban areas, which I, they have connectivity, uh, not as fast as some other places. So this is, this is simply trying to get folks, uh, and both, the, both Democrats and Republicans have gotten together and saying uh, to the allocators, you know, put the money to rural broadband because that helps hospitals. They, you know, some folks don't. You're not going to believe this. They can't believe that if people are an hour away from a hospital or an hour and a half away from a hospital, and we don't have the doctors and the services in rural America when it comes to medicine, where we could deliver that directly into the home of a patient. So, and of course, uh, was it two years ago uh, you'd introduced an amendment and. Uh, it overwhelmingly uh, passed the House, I see, and then uh, since then, um, we've also had, uh, you know, it's included increased dollars uh, to this program, and then, um, so uh, so uh, where, where does it go from here? Well, I think this letter will probably help. I think the when they allocate the dollars out to the states, uh, they, they can put, you know, kind of prioritize uh, rural broadband. You know, I was able to get uh, last fall, we got $169 million for the state of Indiana for broadband, the expansion of broadband. This really focuses, tries to focus the dollars to go into into rural. And and I'll just keep working on it. It's, it's something I've heard about over and over. Two weeks ago when I was out in the district visiting hospitals, 
and uh, health department, county health departments, I heard folks say, hey, can you get this extended? Because it, it wasn't as allowed as it is now during COVID. Can you get this telehealth extended? And can we broaden it? Tom, there's a whole bunch of other issues around it, and I'll keep working on it. There's licensing. Uh, there's insurance reimbursement. And I don't really want to get into the weeds too much for the listeners, but I'll keep working on promoting telehealth. I think it is the health care of the future. Some of the technology that I've seen over at uh, um, Hill Rob with hospital beds that patients can be at home and it's sending all the information to the hospital and the physician, it's, it's just phenomenal. And we, of course, we know now you can wear a watch that will send your vitals uh, to hospitals as doc- and doctors as, as well. But you have to be connected to be able to do that. So I'm going to just keep working on telehealth. And we'll continue our conversation with Congressman Greg Pence right after this. And we continue our conversation with local Congressman Greg Pence. All right. And then uh, shifting gears, uh, you're looking to uh, codify the Routes Initiative uh, to help with uh, rural America's infrastructure needs. Uh, what's the? Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that, uh, some particulars and where that stands right now? Yeah, Tom, the, you know, for me, uh, the rural opportunities to use transportation for economic success initiative, which is routes, again, I want Congress to remember to remember that we have rural America and we need upgraded sewer. We need upgraded water. We need to, to, to add and expand rural broadband. And we have bridges. We have many, many bridges in in, uh, Indiana that need to be fixed. Believe it or not, our roads are, uh, since Governor Holcomb uh, uh, initiated a program four years ago, our roads are ranked number one in the United States. But we all know roads that need to be expanded, fixed, or, you know, add a third lane. Or in some cases, some folks want an additional um, bypass. Uh, across 74 or 70 or I-65, which are in the Indiana 6th District. So this is, Tom, it's exactly the same thing. It's just try to get ahead of the game as we work on an infrastructure bill and make sure that we don't forget rural America. And, of course, uh, one thing that uh, we found out is that there's a truck driver shortage. And I understand that uh, you've got uh, legislation that's um, working its way um, through uh, through Congress. Uh, can you tell us about uh, the Drive Safe Act uh, What's the uh, or some of the particulars of that one? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those uh, you get in the weeds on this stuff, Tom. And uh, so a driver cannot drive across state lines unless they're 21 years or older. Now, you can get a commercial driver's license at the age of 18, and one of my favorite head scratchers is if you served in the military and you could have been in Afghanistan or Iraq and you could have been in combat driving a over-the-road heavy-duty uh, tractor-trailer and you're not 21, you can't drive over into Ohio or uh, Kentucky because you're not 21. And with the driver shortage, there's no reason to limit that to qualified drivers that have passed the CDL 
And in some cases, as, as our district, the way we are, all along Ohio and Kentucky on the east side, sometimes they're limited just going across the bridge a mile. And I, I like to tell this story because of the farm exemption. When I was 14 years old, uh, or agriculture exemption, I was driving a truck at the age of 14. Now, I'm not saying I was a good driver, but I was driving a truck at, at the age of 14. And I think that qualified, particularly veterans, that uh, they ought to be able to drive across uh, state lines. And, you know, that it really affects our agriculture industry that want to bring their, uh, their crops or their livestock uh, and they're not professional drivers all the time. They just want to dr- deliver it to a particular place, whether it's Indiana, Kentucky, or all all across the country, uh, just across the state line, which may be very close. So I've I've reintroduced this, and and I'll try to get this pushed through again. And uh, you have other uh, lawmakers uh, signing on to this, or at least um, co-authoring it and sponsoring it. I, I have, and that's, that's my job when I get back there uh, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, I'll keep asking. Uh, I, you actually, you, you walk around with a card and, and try to talk people into it. Um, there's a lot of folks that understand this issue. I am in the minority as a Republican, and, you know, we're, it's, uh, it's very important that I do get a Democrat co-sponsor as as I have been able to do with a number of really good bills. So uh, we'll keep working on adding the number of people to the bill. And earlier, of course, you talked about the um, uh, telehealth, and then uh, I know that you're, uh, you're looking to uh, lead, lead that effort. Um, you know, again, it uh, looks like you've got bipartisan uh, support uh, for that particular bill on the um, uh, telehealth-dependent rural communities. I, I do. I do. That's that. that as I've said, whether it, uh, I've been on, I'm on energy and commerce. Uh, we've held a number of hearings. Broadband is absolutely a bipartisan issue, thanks to telehealth and the things we learned during COVID of the value of telehealth. All right. Well, very good. Well, uh, Congressman Greg Pence, we appreciate you uh, joining us this morning, and uh, you know, we'll uh, we look forward to hearing from you again in the future. Well, thanks, Tom. And if any folks have any questions or if we can help them any way, pence.house.gov has all of our cell numbers and uh, all of our email addresses. And just give us a shout. We're here to help.